Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. What's going on, guys? It is Thursday. We're going deep with uh, listings today. I got my co-host. So uh, typically, Amy Izzo has been running Thursdays. Amy had something come up last minute. So uh, the topic is strategies to obtain more listings. And I shut off some text message yesterday. And Don Mowry, Don, you want to come off mute? It was nice enough. And let's make sure Don is a co-host with me. Don Mowry, who's on vacation at his lake. He's normally from Southern California, but he's at his, his lake house in Lake Havasu. I like all the toys behind you, Don. Yeah. All the toys. Boats, off-road vehicles, fun stuff. Getting ready to go on the boat after this meeting. Well, thank you for jumping on, Don. So um, when I knew we had to talk list like strategies between listings and guys we might do some open q a today i might just ask on some questions you guys want to jump in whatever is going to be useful we're just putting this together on the fly but i, I asked don i'm like hey i know you're on fire this year what, what are your what are your stats you mind if i share them and he said so so far this year in a, in a market with low inventory if you're looking for taking listings don has closed 30 so far this year and 17 of those were listings he's got 11 pending with six of those being listings so this is just year to date. This is just the last, first few months of the year. That's pretty impressive, right? So if you, if you think you could learn something about taking listings and Dawn, um, I don't know where you want to start. If you have anything specifically since I texted yesterday, you want to start with the share those. I'll just ask you some questions and we'll rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, looking at these numbers, I have to say it feels like I worked an entire year. They've been also challenging. I'm like, I look, I'm like, I can't believe it's only been three months. Well, it feels like it's been an entire year. Um, it's a battle. It's hard work. There's nothing, nothing to diminish, um, to diminish it. It's just hard work right now. Yeah. And, and you, and you have been working really hard, which is how I can, I, I know I'm like, all right, so I'm glad you're getting on the boat today. I'm glad you're actually taking a minute of a break, but, um, most of these listings to, to start with, um, do they come from a ton of different sources? Do they come from one source? Uh, what, what's your strategy as well, a whole? Number one, I think I was thinking about it this morning. I do my best thinking in the shower. Um, and I was thinking about it. And I think number one is mindset. And I know we hear that over and over and over again. But if you start out with the mindset that no one's going to sell their home, no one's listing in this market. And you start out that mindset from the get-go, you've already lost. Right? There's people that want to sell. There's people that are thinking about selling in the near future. And if you start with the mindset that there are sellers out there in the market and that their sellers are coming, you're, it's going to give you the motivation to go find those sellers. Um, Carrie Knowles is probably on this call. She's one of the partner agents. I don't like to call team agents, but partner agents because we're really partners. Um, and her, she was struggling. I mean, she'll probably be honest. She was struggling. And now she has a, one listing that she got another listing from, and now she has another listing that she's working on. And so it was just kind of getting past that mindset. And now she's like super motivated, super happy and ready to, to move forward all from one listing. And it's just that spark in the mindset that there's people out there selling and they're gonna start selling even more listings I think will come to the market towards the end of this year. So just get out of the mindset. And yeah. to answer your next question, if I may, um, most of my listings either came from referrals. I looked at them, either referrals 
or my family law attorneys. Awesome. Love it. So if, um, and let's see here, oh, I'll, I'll read that message in a second. Um, yeah. So if, uh, if anyone has questions on family law, I mean, Don has done a ton of work developing relationships with family law attorneys. If you guys want to dive into that, he's welcome to, uh, you're welcome to ask some questions on that as well. But for referrals, do you do anything conscious or strategic to, to generate those listings from the referrals or do they just show up at this point? Well, anyone that knows me pretty much knows I'm on the phone 24 seven, talking to, talking to friends, family, but I really believe that in, and Chris uh, Demetra talks about this, about being the local go-to person, being known as the person to answer any real estate related question, whether they're buying or selling, it doesn't make a difference. If they have a real estate related question, it can be something as much as a repair person, they need a plumber, they need somebody to be that go-to person. Then when they think real estate, they automatically, oh, call Don Mowry, call Don Mowry, right? And so I, someone asked me today, I actually was talking to somebody on the, I closed a real estate deal yesterday, listing. And he was giving me a hard time. He's like, well, what did you do? He's all escrow and title to all the work. What did you do? And I started really thinking about it. I said, you know, I solved a lot of problems on this, on this deal. And that's our, that's our motto. That's my, my um, uh, slogan. You know, we solve your real estate challenges. And I started thinking, I said, you know, this person started out as a short sell. So we helped them with, the, we're going through the short sell process, but the, the bank denied it. They had a federal tax lien. I had to figure out how to get that federal tax lien, which there's a way to get that removed if they're not getting any proceeds. We were dealing with, you know, multiple problems with this property, with HOA liens, HOA calling me. And so really, you know, he's right. He's right in a way. Escrow and title did their job, but we solved their problems. We solved the client's pain points, correct? And so how do you solve those individuals' pain points? How do you come out and solve their challenges? So in your community, now what I'm doing through my, um, Facebook and different things, instead of coming out and saying, hey, I sold a home. Hey, I listed a home because they keep seeing that over and over. But people want a story. How did you solve their client's challenges? How did you solve the deal? And if you, everyone has ever read the book called, um, oh God, help me out, Jesse. It's something. Which book? It's a book about writing a story, the story brand by uh, story brand. Who wrote that book? Everyone should know it. I'll look it up. I've never even read it. If you ever watch, and we're kind of deviating here a little bit. If you ever watched a Hallmark movie, and I admit, I admit, I admit, I watched the Christmas Hallmark movies with my wife. I know it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Right? If you look at every Batman, Superman, what do you have? You have what? Three components to a story. What are they? You have a hero, a villain, and either a victim or some scenario where they're hurt, right? So you look at the Hallmark movies, right? What do you have? You've got the guy from the city who left her or something. And then then you go to the country and then there's the country boyfriend. And then what happens? She goes back to the city or something. And, you know, and so the whole movie has three plots, the bad guy, the good guy, and then of course the girl, right? That's the Hallmark Christmas movie story. And what happens in every movie is she, she goes back and then she goes with the guy that everyone's, oh, she went with the good guy, the hero, right? 
And so when I write my stories, you got to write your stories the same way. Who's the, who's my client, right? I'm, you know, my client is going to be, you know, here's my client. Here's how we came in and saved the day. And who's the bad person? The bad person is the bank. It's the IRS. So when I write the stories up about what I did to solve their problem, I'm saying, here's this, this villain. The villain is X. We had this problem. Here's my client. Here's how we solved the problem. People will read those stories. Does that make sense? Instead of just posting out, now you're solving problems. Now you're having solutions to people's challenges and you're separating yourself from every other agent out there. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And then someone put in the chat box, uh, it's story. It's building a story brand written by Donald Miller. Correct. Great book. Great book. Yeah. Super audience, super short, super good. Yeah, it's funny. D David Tam is here. He just sent me a private message. He said he's actually going through uh, becoming a, a certified uh, story brand coach. He's going through their coaching program right now. I didn't oh, even know right. that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll chat about that on another call. We'll go deep on that one. That's rad, David. I love it. All right. So, um, I mean, so this, this all ties in though to the, uh, to the picture of where Don's getting all of his listings from, right? The whole idea is where listings are coming from. So They're coming from all over the place. And the, and the, the truth is you've got to become the go-to person. And you can do that in several ways. You can do a farm. So we're talking about our farm piece, right? And I still farm. You can do it through your professional contacts, CPAs, lawyers. I get probate, you know, probate deals. Um, you can do it through. So you should have four, at least four to five or six sources of listings. You should have four to five, six, at least of listing sources. And each week we focus our attention on one of those sources minimum. Our whole week like, is going to be dedicated to that one to attorney client base. We're working on our marketing to that. The next week we'll work on our farm piece. The next week we will work on something else. So again, it's working, you know, there's working in your business and working on your business. Working in your business is all the day-to-day -day crap that we got to deal with, right? Move in, move outs. Hey, we need an extension. Hey, this client, you know, all the stuff that you're working in your business. But on your calendar, every week, what are you doing to work on your listing funnel? What are you doing to work on your listings? Does that make sense? If you're not working on it, it's not coming. It's not, it's not gonna come to you because you haven't worked on your listing strategies. So what I would recommend doing, there's many, many different ways and there's sources you can get on the web and say, what are the sources of listings? And then start find out ones that, that you work well with and that you're your good niche, right? And then work on that listing funnel consistently. I love it. So, so, so Ryan, I think typed in the chat, Ryan Pickard, but when you said good topic, it would be a good topic. Were you referring back to um, the family law? Yeah, yeah, connecting with those people. Find the people that are going to be in front of people that have the highest likelihood to need to sell their homes. Leveraging those people, probates, attorneys, law, things like that. So, so Don, did, did you, I mean, have you been, um, is that something you think anybody can get into connecting with family law attorneys? Is it something for everybody or is it not for, not, would you not recommend it for everybody? Um, you have to have a certain, um, Toughness and the big and thick skin with working with family law. Um, it's not, I don't think it's for everybody. It'll emotionally, it'll emotionally, it's emotionally tough. You're dealing and people are like, oh no, I mean, you're literally in the middle of a situation. And when usually when we're appointed, it's not because they're in agreement to sell the house. And so they're going to do everything they can do to derail that sell, whether it's 
you know, not showing the home, not getting back timely in offers, not, you know, just everything that they can do to thwart the seller to stop that sell the house. And you're hearing two different stories, whether there's a domestic violence charge involved, you know, whether, you know, there's allegations and you can't get, you can't take sides and it's, you know, the one's part of like, they did this to me and they did that. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, and you can't get sucked in, but at the same time, you're trying to navigate and negotiate not only between the buyers and the sellers, you're trying to negotiate between the two, the husband and the wife, or sometimes in cases I have what's called a partition action or in the state of California marriage when it's, you know, it's, it's a him and him and a her and her, right? And so I'm thrust into the middle of this volatile situation and they want to lash out. They're going to lash out at you. You're going to now be the villain. They're mad. They're going to be angry. They're going to do everything they can do. So you're walking through a minefield. Um, and I had one where the guy was a broker. So I'll tell you a story. I had a guy who was a real estate broker. Um, we got his listing in um, down at the beach. It was a million dollar listing. And he kept saying, well, I'm breaching my fiduciary responsibility to him because I'm not following his instructions. But yet she's giving me instructions too, and they conflict. And I have a fiduciary responsibility to her too. So I had to defer to the lawyers and say, well, look, I know this is what you want, but this is what she wants. I have a fiduciary responsibility to both of you. And therefore I defer to the lawyers and the lawyers can't figure it out. We got to go to court. And so, you know, yes, it is a good business, but however, you have to understand when you go in that business, what you're getting yourself into. It's not like, hey, my clients are happy. Thank you for selling the house. I don't get a lot of thank yous. You know, it starts with a different letter, right? And my, I don't get a lot of repeat clients from my family because after we get done with the transaction, it's not usually a good experience that they're going through and they don't ever want to see me again. So my client is the, you know, really the attorneys. And... I have a fiduciary, this clients and the judge. So it's a very interesting world to operate in. I prefer probate. So those are at least, at least my clients are yelling at me most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, even, even if you could tap into that, you know, developing relationships with, you know, probates, just attorneys, generally speaking, um, not, not to hijack what you're talking about, but I think we all want listings, right? I'm sure there's yeah. not one person on here that would be offended if they had to take on another listing. Um, but maybe just kind of elaborating a little bit more on the do's and the don'ts of a pro, uh, of approaching attorneys cold, like that you've never met before. And how do you approach someone and how do you create a value proposition, uh, to, to show an attorney that, Hey, you're serious and B that you can actually, you know, really help them or at least, you know, convince them to give you an opportunity to help in any capacity so you can build that relationship. Yeah, I was, I was fortunate. Well, unfortunate. And well, I'll just say I was fortunate. I'm not gonna say unfortunate because um, things happen and, and they happen for a reason. Um, I started out as an appraiser and I started out with doing appraisals for family law cases. And I built that company up to 71 appraisers in five states and we we're doing 2000 appraisals a month. And um, I predominantly focused my practice on working with family law attorneys. And when the market crashed in 2006 and seven, I parlayed my appraisal business into getting listings from the attorney. So I had a good network. A lot of agents try to go directly to the divorce clients and they, the, it's a county record. So when there's a divorce that comes on, it's a county record that's been filed. And they try to go directly to the um, husband or wife that is getting divorced. 
I don't see a lot of listings that way. It usually comes from the attorneys. So you're better developing a relationship with attorney. Attorneys are a very tight community, family elements. They're different per se than agents. And I think the reason why is because of dual agency. Um, when agents can represent both the buyer and the seller, they don't have to really work together with other agents. With attorneys, they can't represent both the husband and the wife. So they got to work together. So when you get, once you get in the community and get known, so you can do seminars, there's a couple, there's two different um, divorce certification. Laurel Starks runs one. Um, and then there's another one too called the RCSD, I believe it is RCSD, which I'm designated as. And so I at least have a designation and working with family law attorneys. And then once you get in with one or two of them, they'll start referring other attorneys to you too. Does that make sense? Once you get in their inner circle, you're good to go. It's just getting that first inner circle. So what would be some, uh, some, some do's and don'ts? Like if you were going to call an attorney that you've never spoken to just to kind of pitch them on, Hey, is it, can, can I buy a cup of coffee? Could I, could I swing by your office? And I'd love to just kind of chat with you. Um, obviously, well, not obviously, but my thought and perhaps my limiting belief is that if I said that to an attorney, they'd be like, I'm really busy. No, not interested. You probably won't well, get maybe, all right. Well, there you go. So I guess it's, it's not a limiting belief. All right. So, 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 you know, if, if we want to approach, you know, attorneys, albeit whatever field that they specialize in, what would you say? What would you say is a recommendation of how you could approach these people where, the idea of meeting is just like, yeah, I get, I'm, I'm excited to meet you, Mr. and Mrs. Real Estate Agent. When's a good time we can get together? So I, the, one of the best ways is you, you do a continued education and you get like a judge or somebody to come in or somebody, an expert to come in and talk about something um, real, real estate related to them. So like as an appraiser who specializes in family law, there's things called Moores and Martins, Watts, Epstein's in California. And so the, you, what you do is you host a dinner or luncheon event, have a speaker come in, get with the, the bar association, get it, continue education, and then invite the attorneys to that lunch or that deal. Does that make sense? Or come to them and say, hey, we're holding a continued education event. Can we come in and buy your office lunch and come down and speak with you about this particular topic? Does that make sense? If you call me up and an attorney and just say, hey, can, they're gonna be like, you're gonna get blocked at the gate. You're not bringing anything of value to them. But if you bring them a great speaker that can speak and get the continued education, you're going to get attorneys to show up. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I just hosted a golf tournament last weekend in Palm Desert where I invite all the family law attorneys out to and I host, you know, a two day event at um, the J.W. Marriott in Palm Desert. Did people show up? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I, you should see my all the people, all the attorneys texting me back. Oh my God, we had an amazing time. How great, how fun. You know, we can't wait till next year. So yeah, absolutely. And granted guys, Don has built these relationships over years, but it starts with building a relationship. And we don't have to spend the whole call. I mean, I, I agree, Ryan. I think it's a great source to dive into, but if you guys want to go other directions, let us know. I just, I want to give you a taste of the different areas that Don works in to build up. Cause it's not like one source that Okay, just just do this one thing, and these listings come like Don. Don hustles his butt off. You even you work hard for all these things. I love yeah, it. So Good it, questions, Ryan. It is, and again, it's number of conversations. I know we have on here, and I keep talking to. I just see some of my team members on here, and, and some of Craig Chastain's team members on here, and it's it truly is the number of conversations that you're having about real estate on a daily basis. 
right? And and our hardest thing is like, what sources do you use? Another good source is Z Buyer. Z Buyer has Z Buyer has Z sellers, right? Sellers and whatever it may be, and and they may be on there just asking about their home value. Homebot. If you don't have Homebot in your area, you should have Homebot or something where you're dumping a whole bunch of your clients or even your sphere or anything on getting them on a home valuation report. Homebot's another great source, right? And I don't call people up and go, oh my God, do you want to sell your house? Do you want to sell your house? Oh my God, I call, I, you know, I'd be like, whoa, hell up. I send them a text message, says, hey, I just noticed you're on the Homebot, look at your home valuation. I was curious, are you just interested in your home's value? Are you looking to refinance? Are you looking to make a move? Let me know, I can help you out, whatever. You know what I mean? It's a very subtle, non-threatening, non-sellsies deal. Now, if they want to refinance, I say, hey, I got a great lender. I'll connect them to my lender. Now, my lender's happy. If they want, just curious about their home's value, I'm like, look, I'm a broker and appraiser. You know, I'd love if you want a more detailed analysis, just come meet with you and I'll, at no charge. And I'll give you, you know, you know, a more accurate opinion. If they want to sell, hey, now I'm, now I'm, now it's time to go to that next step. But I'm not coming at them from a, a sales point. I'm coming at them from a contribution point, And I just want to have a conversation with you. I just, and I talked about this, imagine, and I, we talk about this all the time. Imagine if you're at a, a bar or whatever, a restaurant, and you see, you know, this beautiful lady and I'm going to go up and go, Hey, do you want to get married? You'd be like, Whoa, this dude's a creeper, right? You got to go in there and create that relationship and conversation. But yet we're going to go to a client who maybe wants to sell their home and we come off of that deal. Do you want to get married? You want to list your home? I sign right here. We haven't developed. I haven't developed the the uh, relationship. I haven't earned the right to ask them that. Right. I haven't demonstrated my value. Right. And like, well, you know, what's your value? Oh, well, you know, first of all, I'm single. Right. Right. And I have a job. Right. And I'm not, you know, a, an axe murderer. Right. And, you know, and by the way, are you single? Are you working with somebody? Right. You know, but yet we're going to have to go through that if you're dating somebody, but yet we're going to go to a client and just automatically assume, and then we're going to be upset when we get rejected. Does that make sense? So when you're approaching your client or a potential prospect, I like to think about, you got to, we always talk about dating your client, but you can't get, you, everyone wants to jump to marriage proposal and they want to skip all of the dating process. So when you're going after listings, circling back, and you have your sources, whether it's home bought, Z buyer seller leads, attorney leads, your farm leads, you know, whatever you're going to be working on, don't send them, hey, here's the wedding announcement card. Send them flowers, take them, you know, send candy. I'm not saying to send those things. What I'm trying to say is demonstrate giving them value and building that relationship. And then you can ask for the business. I love it. We, we got a few minutes left. If you got some people here, who are, I saw some people turn on their camera if they got questions. And I did want to read one, uh, one comment from, we got this going Facebook Live into the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group as well. So if anyone watching the live ever wants to get on here with us, you just go to uh, agentpowerhuddle.com. That'll take you onto the, uh, the live Zoom with us. You can ask questions, but Courtney put into the chat back when we were talking about the, the, the attorneys, Don. Uh, she said, um, yeah, back in her past, she actually was a legal assistant. And uh, all you do is you find out who their assistant is and getting good with them. That's, that's going to work a lot better. 
I, I buy, when I close a real estate deal, a lot of times we buy the entire office staff lunch. Good tip. All right, so questions. We got a few minutes. Who, who's, got, who's got questions on anything Don's talking about? If not, I'll I keep asking. Question. Go ahead, Ryan. If nobody, if nobody asks questions, I'll just keep asking questions. Because yeah, I man, do it. Like a, I have like a billion questions. Do it. And they're all about attorneys. So if anybody has questions outside of attorneys, just jump in. I'll be quiet. I'll mute myself. But Don, look, man, like... You got people that run away in fear and people that run towards opportunity, right? And so now you're talking about leveraging relationships, which is like all like what I do. And so you're thinking about attorneys and, and whatnot. Um, you know, for, for those that aren't able to hold continuing education classes, I guess I'll kind of put that into, into play or, or lack the, the knowledge and experience to, to do so. And then kind of playing off uh, the idea of tapping into, you know, kind of using the, the assistant as a gatekeeper. Do you think something like... Um, Oh, I got to be careful with the word bribe. I say it jokingly, but almost like kind of, hey, is there a time I could swing by and buy your office and donuts? And I'd love to just kind of meet you, like kind of like finding in like that. Do you think that they would be more receptive or kind of just like almost like a cavalier approach? It's like, hey, I want to come from value. Let, let me, yeah, let I me mean, bribe you, you a little bit. You can. With COVID, it's been really harder because of a lot of people working from home and, and the offices weren't and they didn't want people coming into the office. But I don't, let me ask you this. Why, Ryan, do you feel like you can't hold a CE? Well, I don't know if I can or I can't. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not licensed to be an instructor. Do I need to be licensed to be an instructor? I, I have no idea. I've no, never you, held one. So you want to go find like a CPA or somebody who works in, um, that works with the family law attorneys, right? So a lot of times they need CPA for business valuations. So find the experts in that community, right? And you're just the facilitator. You're just bringing in that person as the speaker and providing the lunch and putting the promoter, right? You're the Don King of the boxing, right? You're not going to go out and be Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's the fighter. You're the promoter. So why can't you find somebody in your community that works with the family law attorneys or probate attorneys that they need and bring in somebody who's going to speak and bring value to them? So what is a probate? What do probate attorneys need a lot of times? Auctioneers, art, art, you know, art. I had one the other day that I was on the call and they wanted that they needed an art appraiser. So why not go find an art appraiser? I can, you can go to what's called the um, oh god, I'll, I'll remember the name of it. But there's a there's a website that you can go find art appraisers to do antiques and bring them in and talk about, Hey, here's a situation where you have a probate sale or something. You need an art antique appraiser. Let's who talk about you, how to appraise art antique and do, and do that. Who would you hold this for? You would just invite local agents? No, I would invite the attorney. Okay. So you're doing continue. See, this is maybe where the disconnect was for right. me. So you're doing education for attorneys. Yes. You can go to the bar association and say, Hey, I want to host this event. I'm going to put on this deal. Here's the continuing education, the speaker, and then and then invite them to that, that deal. Does that make sense? It does. Now so it makes sense. I was doing the wrong. I thought you were talking about CE for so now what happens is you're going to attract the attorneys because number one, you're feeding them. And number two, you're bringing them continuing education. So now they got two reasons to come. And all you're doing is hosting it and you're just going in. Hi, this is Ryan Pickard. Thank you so much for coming. You know, we have an amazing speaker. You know, I'm your, you know, I do a lot of real estate here in the community. Love to get to know you. Now you're developing relationships. Do you understand? You're not coming out and saying, hey, do you want to sell? I'm an agent. Can you give me a listing? I'm an agent. Can you give me a listing? You're like, whoa, brother, I'm busy. 
Now you're bringing them value. It's a subtle approach. Hey, remember that guy who had dinner and brought that great Ryan? We should give him that listing. You see where it's a different approach. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Don, without going too deep into any more questions, I just want to say thank you for being here last minute, jumping in, even though you're on vacation at the lake. He's like, dude, I'll come drop some value for you guys. Um, if you have one thought to pull it together, anyone lead people with like the mindset, like you said, just knowing that people are selling out there. If you could sum it up, what, what one thought would you leave people with today? There are people that want to sell their home that need you, right? And it's the number of conversations that you need to have and develop not like, I know there's a short-term and long-term strategy, but listings and buyers are a little bit different. Well, they're not different, but a lot of people are getting ready to sell. They're thinking about selling. It's developing those relationships with them now that your pipeline will be full. Everyone thinks short-term because I, I get it, everyone needs money, but you know, you'd also need to think about your long-term strategy. It's tough to be a day trader in the stock market, right? But if you have a good long-term strategy over time, right, you're gonna, you're gonna be just fine. So just look at your, start working on your business. You gotta work in it too, but start working on your business and developing a strategy that's gonna be consistent, right? Where you're not having these ups and downs and roller coasters. And, and that's really, you know, um, get in the mindset of long, long ball and, um, and coming from a situation where you're the go-to person for whatever it is, the plumber, the easement, the encroachment, if you, you know, anything that is real estate related or has to do with real estate roofing, just be that go-to person. And then, then when they need to sell, they'll call you. I love it. Don, in one minute or less, that was amazing advice. Dude, thank you for being here. Seriously, that was so good. If you read the chat box before you disconnect, there's some people saying thank you. Really, really good info today. Guys, thank you for being here. We got one more Agent Power Huddle this week. It'll be an awesome huddle tomorrow morning and a special guest. So guys, everybody enjoy your day. Enjoy your Thursday. And Don, thanks, man. That was awesome. Bye. Have a great day, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.